What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Nameless Servants for Christ. I am Nick number one. Nick number two is not here today. And we will be recording actually tomorrow. Uh, we would like to welcome you to another episode. It's a special episode because today it is June 10th of 2023. And it's a special one because we have, uh, I guess you could say, a special guest. We have the one, the only. I've spoken many times about her. And finally, she agreed to be on the episode. Welcome, my wife. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, thank you for the opportunity for being here. I really don't know how this is going to work, but <laughs> we'll, s we'll see how, how it goes. Do you want your name out there? I already said your name, I guess. Yeah, I already Are said you going to introduce your name, your, yourself? I'm Kimberly, everybody. <laughs> um, just like Jonathan said, um, he's already introduced me before, um, but now you kind of have a voice to go with the name. <laughs> yes. So my wife, the mother of my children... My baby mama, I guess you can say. <laughs> this is where video format is essential. So people <laughs> could get your reaction to that. But anyways, uh, yes, this is the first episode with my wife. Hopefully next time we can have my my brother here to, I guess, ask questions as well. As well. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have anything like specifically, um, I guess you can say... Uh, like uh, an agenda, just to just have a conversation with you, right? Try to talk as much as you can. I know you're not a talker, but it is important for the both of us to have dialogue, right? Would you agree? Yes. Um, my wife is not a talker, but it is important for both of us to have, uh, like we normally have conversation. So um, I guess to start off, uh, my question to you is, how was your experience growing up in a Christian household? Because yeah, your dad, my suegro, is very active in church, has always been very active, right? Yeah, he always has. And your mom has always been somewhat active as well, right? Yes. And you are active in church now. I am now, yeah. but I guess before... Um, before I congregated at this new church, <laughs> I don't. I can't really say that I was active in anything at at the other church where I was at before. Um, but yeah, it was I guess hard as a child because you don't see, um, I guess, the reasoning behind your parents being away at church mm. <laughs> so often, and you know you you just want them to spend time with you, and you don't understand why they're prioritizing church before you. But I guess now is. A grown-up as a mom, as a wife, I, I see the importance of that in a home. And, um, you know, like, there were stuff that I thought should have changed. But now when I look back at it, I think uh, um, they were doing what, what they thought was best and what, as Christians, we should all be striving to do um, in our own homes. Yeah, so same thing with me, right? Like, obviously... Like everybody knows, my dad is my is a pastor, and my mom has always been um, pretty active in church as well. 
So one of one of my, I guess one of the questions I always had as a as a child was, um, how come my dad is prioritizing so much time with church and kind of not neglecting us, but sometimes it felt like his priority was was church stuff, right? And uh, that's my son. If, <laughs> to those listeners, he's sitting here with us. My daughter's taking a nap right now. But um, yeah, like I guess another question would be, uh, how was, how did you feel, or what was your relationship with God when you were a kid? Did you? Because obviously you were you were taught as as obviously you were born in the church, right? Yeah. But how did you, what what were your feelings towards God as a child? Um, I would say, I, I would say it was a really good relationship. Um, my parents always taught us to, to pray before eating, to pray before mm. bed. Um, every morning when we wake up to give thanks to God for another day of life that he's given us mm-hmm. for all the blessings that he gives. And then when we have trouble to we seek God. So like, I I can't say that that it was a bad relationship. I'd say that didn't come down until I guess like those teenage years where everyone else hits those bumps. Um, but as a child, I could say that that everything that my parents taught me was something that um, I would always try to fulfill in my life, as in the sense to seek God and not just you know. Um, just like oh yeah they told me to do it so i'm gonna do it like i did it because i wanted to do it not because they were forcing us to do it because they they were never on top of us constantly telling us to do all these things it it was stuff that they told us to do and if we did it then it was on us and if we didn't then you know there were obviously consequences but it was more within our relationship with god and not with them right Mm -hmm. so i don't know how it was for you (laughs) (laughs) um like I did believe, obviously I believed in God and all that stuff. Um, I wouldn't say I had a, a a great relationship with God when I was a child because obviously things were different. Um, I always believed in God. I always believed that there was a greater power. I always believed God was doing certain things. But like I like I've said previously, I I, I didn't have my um, in Spanish is el encuentro per se mm-hmm. um i don't did you mm, as a child yeah as a child um i don't think so no right like no. you you like like i i could say that like i felt god mm-hmm. um but not necessarily like there was that one specific changing moment that i i just like absolutely mm-hmm. you know that changed my life and everything no so would you say um, that you loved your parents more than you loved God? Mm, yeah, as a kid, I would say yeah. Because yeah. me, me, me personally, I would say I would I, as a child, I I loved my parents more than I loved God because mm-hmm. I didn't understand the love of God quite like I was told about it, but I didn't understand it, kind of thing, right? Yeah, but like you're a kid, right? And unless if you're revealed that at a very young age mm-hmm. i feel like that's that's what's most common because kids grow their love with the people that they're surrounded by right yeah. so by the love that they receive that's the love that they feel towards the people so 
if they're constantly around you, they don't understand on on like a huge love and unbelievable love that God gives when they can't see him or they haven't experienced that love from him, you know? Yeah. I don't know. How would you describe like um how would you describe that environment that you grew up like the church environment right because because uh like i've said like i've stated many times like i knew you as a child you don't remember me obviously no <laughs> <laughs> but uh we were in i guess you can say in the same circle mm-hmm. in church at yeah. the time that we were congregating at like listen to Dios, obviously mm-hmm. um how would you describe like the relationship you had with your friends in church and like obviously you had a lot of family there but how would you describe that like what was the conversations going on with within your your group of friends in church and your your obviously your family members um because obviously like as a child you're not discussing like when you're in church you're not discussing church things with your friends no we weren't um i feel it was like more like the the friendships and relationships the friendships and relationship we had at church was pretty much what it was like for school yeah i don't think it was any different i don't remember um like with my cousins and everything we wouldn't be like oh yeah you know god this and god that and um we learned this in bible school and this and this while we were in the same class so we obviously knew what had already been taught that day right so we were just in and out of the class and then go on about our day just talking about like what happened at school or what happened at home or, you know, crushes because we were really small back then. But it's not like um, God was the center of our conversations ever. Yeah. And would you okay. say would you say it was the same more or less with your siblings? Because I know like me speaking for myself, like uh, I have two sisters and a brother there was never really that conversation about God. Uh, how would you say it was with your, cause you have two sisters and a brother, right? Yeah. So it's, it's a little, it's a little different with in, within your family because there's, it's more girl oriented, more girl centered than boy centered. Whereas in my family, it, it was an even split, right? So mm-hmm. you had girls and you had boys, right? So how was your conversation like, like with your siblings? Cause like I know for my dad, I'm gonna speak on my dad, right? Like my dad, it was always church stuff, always talking about God. Mm-hmm. The odd time it was like soccer or fishing or that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But how was it with you, with your family? Um, I would say when it was specifically like family time, the conversation that would always come up would be God. Mm-hmm. So I know. Like from the four of us, my brother was the one that picked up the the stuff about church and the Bible and God. All that he picked all that stuff up a lot earlier than we did. Um, so whenever that conversation would come up, he would be basically with my dad leading the dialogue, and most of us would just be listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, it's funny because when we would get together with my dad's family. Um, we would want to try to play Bible games, but they wouldn't want to play if Abraham was playing because they said that he he knew too much about the Bible, so it wasn't fair and blah, 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 blah. Abraham being your brother. Abraham, yeah, my brother. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so they thought that it wasn't a fair competition if he was playing, so for the most part, he wasn't allowed to play. 
Um, but when it was just like my siblings, um, I feel like it, it was never a talk about God. It was either like the stuff that we had in common, like we would watch wrestling. So we would talk about wrestling or with my sisters, like when we would watch stuff on Disney, the conversation would be about like whoever was famous at that time. Um, but I don't think like just yeah conver normal conversation with my siblings wouldn't really revolve around god until like later on when we got a lot older yeah yeah so yeah because like uh every every family does everything differently right so mm -hmm. i think that's an important thing to understand right because even even though you and i are married now and we have our own children um <laughs> there's stuff that your family did that that was completely different than my family right yeah for example last time we were talking about how um uh you guys do like board games and you guys play games like mm -hmm. as a family right yeah whereas my family we never played board games like with my parents or video games really like i, I can't recall ever playing video games with my dad and my mom probably doesn't even know how to use it <laughs> to this day my mom doesn't really know how to use a computer um whereas your family is more in tuned in in, in that life i guess you can say right yeah like you guys always played board games. You guys always played video games. Like, has your mom yeah. ever played video games? Oh yeah. I've never seen your mom play video games. I've seen your dad. I played with your dad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> um, yeah, my mom. She's more about when she plays the video games. She's more about like the kid games that we would play before, like um, Shrek and um, what other games? Sonic and Spyro. Yeah, there was a Shrek game. Uh, most of them were like for PS2 games, so this was PS2 a while or ago. PS3. PS2. Okay. Yeah, so this was a while ago, and I know not because I've been there, but because uh, my brother has shown me that she's tried the the VR. Oh so she, yeah. She she plays that too, so it's like that's recently. Yeah, that's recently. Okay. That's that's like nowadays. So she would do stuff when we were kids, and she's still doing them now. So. Yeah, and I know for I know you're you're um you're more inclined to play video games as well because we have played together as well. Yeah. Um, you're a little bit more you're you're more competitive. Uh, so for my yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm competitive. Um, but like, like we're we're trying to like I'm trying to get like um a growing up feel right because like like we're saying like my family did things differently than your family right mm -hmm. that's not to say my family did it right and your family did it right or or mm -hmm. vice versa wrong right um how would you feel like how like do you feel like as a growing family that you and i have do you think um you are more inclined to, to do stuff the way you you feel like your family did it or do you think you you do you feel like you need to change it a little bit um I feel like some of the stuff I, w I would like to do it the same. Like when we would get together and have those family times, we would play board games or video games or um, sometimes we would own, sometimes do karaoke night. I think I told you yeah. that a couple of times. So it's like, you know, those those moments that for me, I, I remember them all the time and like I cherish them because those moments are gone they they don't repeat themselves right mm -hmm. and so 
it's just fun and and makes you laugh and everything and everyone's carefree everyone wants to join in and stuff like that so i want i want to have those moments with our kids yeah um and hopefully when they're older they can have those memories too and be like oh i remember when we would do this with you and do that with you and maybe not necessarily you know video games or maybe they don't even like board games um, but if we go out every once in a while as a family, you know, go play soccer or play basketball, whatever they like to do. But as long as we're doing it like as a family, not just, you know, oh, you go your way and I'll go my way. And you have one of the kids and I have one, the other, you know, that's because that's not really family bonding. You yeah. know what I mean? Because for, for us to bond as a family, we all have to be together. and And I think that's what... I would like to carry on from what I grew up in. Yeah. I don't know about you. Yeah, because, like, we didn't do karaoke, like, mm -hmm. air quotes. <laughs> we didn't do karaoke, but we would, like, <laughs> sit around the TV and my dad would put on a, a Christian concert, like, um, a singer, and his name was Ron Canoli. We used to love watching Ron Canoli's concerts on, on, on the TV that my dad had on VHS. And, like, that was our quote-unquote karaoke night like mm -hmm. we would just kind of sing along with it or whatever but my dad also did like this thing where every night he would sit us down at like eight o'clock and we would do bible study did you guys do bible study we did but it wasn't like like a set day or a set time it was just like spontaneous when my dad had time when he had free time he wasn't working or he wasn't at church so then he would sit us down and then we would do bible studies like with my mom as well right but not like oh every saturday or every sunday morning or whatever it was just spontaneous i guess you could say yeah i would say my dad was kind of i don't want to say the word religious but he was really um um he it was, he kind of made it his mission to like every day he was committed he was committed to every day at a certain time didn't matter if like if we were tired or if we were watching a show or anything like he was very adamant in we we're gonna study the bible at this time and it was usually like half an hour or to an hour mm -hmm. and then after that we would go to sleep um I, I i i didn't enjoy it when i was a kid but it did help me a little bit because i did learn a lot mm -hmm. and i like i've always been a curious kid so i've always been like i always ask questions and stuff uh were you were you curious because I, I feel like you were a little but you weren't as like like me no i don't think i was like you i was i was definitely curious but not like i'm not like you that questions everything <laughs> <laughs> so like if, if there was something you know about the bible that my dad would say i'd be like oh okay you know and then there was those random times where i'd be like but what do you mean that this that means this you mm. know or what do you mean that he said this and not this but not like for every little thing i was like but why but why mm. <laughs> I, I mean i wasn't <laughs> i mean i wasn't like that but i okay i was but i wasn't if that makes any sense no like for example like if we were studying um king saul right mm -hmm. and how it says in the bible that he was like he he i guess got in god's he didn't get in his favor. He like he was what he did was so bad that God like no the law God lo desechó right. Mm -hmm. How do you say desechar in, in English? Um, he casted him out. Yeah. Right. 
to the point that God was no longer listening to his prayers. So when I was hearing this story when I was a kid, my question always was, uh, is what well, my question to my dad was, is Saul going to be in heaven? Yeah. Right. So those were the kind of questions I always asked my dad. Mm. I'd always be like, is this person going to be in heaven? Is this person going to be in heaven? Sometimes the answer my dad would give me wasn't like what I was kind of looking for. for. Yeah. So, um, cause like he would tell us a story, he would read the story and then and I, and I had a very imaginative, imaginative mind. So I'd always picture these things happening in my head. Mm-hmm. Now, how would you, did you, were you the same or were you, were you just kind of like sitting there listening? No, I, I definitely had to envision whatever was being read to me because I feel like that's the only way it stuck with me. Mm. If I wasn't paying attention, then I didn't have any picture of anything, obviously. But for the most part, when, when I was reading something or when they were reading something to me or teaching us something, um, I definitely had to picture it in my head to to kind of get a feel of what it was like. Um, but yeah, I don't. I feel like that's probably a, a children's thing, no? Yeah, maybe. Maybe back then. I don't know about now. Because <laughs> like you know, kids are so inclined with technology now; they can see everything online, basically. Yeah, but it, it's not the same thing because it comes down to your imagination, right? Yeah, I guess. And but... like you, you don't really know what what things were like back in the day you don't know everything and of course you see movies and everything but it's not you know up to your imagination to what it what it you, according to you it would be no i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know um but yeah like okay so growing well, up did, I think- did you guys have like bible books and like mm-hmm. movies and stuff like yeah, that yeah so we had uh we had movies, Superbook, um, The Greatest Stories Ever Told. We had, uh, what else did we have? Um, what did I say, Superbook? There was one called Flying House. Uh, we had this, like, clown, this Christian clown. His name was uh, Bayaso Olivine. Did oh. you ever watch that? No, but I remember your dad looked for it on YouTube once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you guys have? Yeah. What did we, you have? Um, we had the super books. We had Veggie Tales. Oh yeah, Veggie Tales. Um, we had these other cartoons. I don't even remember what they're called, but um, they had them at La Iglesia de Dios as well. It was just a bunch of stories. They, the, I think, the one that they played the most at church was the one of um, Barrabas. Barrabas. Yeah. And no, I don't know if you remember I have no it. Idea. No, but like I don't know why, but that's the one I remember the most. But there was like a whole collection of those specific cartoons, mm-hmm. and so those are the ones we would watch too. And my parents, whenever they went to the like the Christian bookstore, they would buy us a bunch of books. So I remember I had these ones like with the felt um, animals, and it was for Noah's Ark, and mm-hmm. then. It had Adam and Eve as well, so you could put like the animals and all that stuff inside the book wherever you wanted and stuff like that. But um, I think I I lost some more. <laughs> My mom got rid of them. <laughs> Classic Latina mom just yeah. gets rid of everything. Um, did you pray when you were a kid? Yes. So what was your number one prayer? Mm, my prayer was always about my parents. Okay. Yeah. It was like just that that God protect them because 
I don't know. It's just the the first thing that always came up to my mind. They're like I know I would always pray for my family as well, but I remember specifically it was just my parents. Now, like we've spoken about, like um, um, uh, what's the word, mama's boys and everything like that. Like growing up, mm-hmm. I know what you are. What would you say you are? I wouldn't say I'm either. Okay, <laughs> I would say you are one. Which one? I would say you're a mama's girl. For sure. The last time you said it was a daddy's girl. Yeah, but like, <laughs> it, it, I guess it depends on the what, um, what circumstances is, right? But I would say you're more inclined. You're, more, you're I don't want to say you're closer, but you are more with your mom than your dad. In which way, though? Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like <laughs> you you strive to be more like your mom than your dad. Mm. Yes, fair. I guess, kind of, because like. Well, I don't know if this would count because, like, with my mom, I obviously obviously love when people say that I'm like my mom. Like, whether it's physically or, like, um, the way she is. Um, As a kid, I know a lot of people from her side of the family would say that, like, even my smile was exactly like my mom. So, I got used to everyone just comparing me to my mom and that I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, whenever my dad would work in different things, I love being... At work with him like mm. the only thing i didn't like about the taller was how cold it was in the winter in the summertime i didn't really mind um but yeah so i know how to do a lot of things around the house and it's mainly because i've loved spending that time with my dad and you obviously know yeah. my sisters and and that's completely different with my sisters and um, that's, that's no shade for, to them either it's mm. just uh you were more inclined to learn like exactly how to fix cars yeah how to do flooring how to paint drywall drywall all that stuff like my for those who are not listening my wife is very uh she's very handy handy i guess you could say in that sense right like she she knows how to do the stuff that uh i guess unconventional women wouldn't do right would you say that that? conventional conventional women women, unconventional women wouldn't do yeah like my mom doesn't know how to do any of that stuff Mm mm-hmm um, and you know how to drive like standard as well. Like yep. most women don't know how to do that. Um, but yeah, I would say, like, yeah, you, you have a, a uh, I guess you can say a nice, like you have a good rapport with your parents, obviously. How about you? Um, I, I've, I was more of my, I was more of a, a daddy's son kind of thing. Like, if my dad, like you said, like you just enjoyed doing these things with your dad, that was me, like mm-hmm. to the T. Like I wasn't the kind of kid that was like, see my mom cook, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna help you cook, kind of thing. Like, no, I didn't mm-hmm. do that. Um, I was like, if I saw my dad like fixing something in the basement, I would go down and, and try to help him. I would have my like, my he would give me like a little tool belt, tool belt, and then I would put tools in there with him. And then like I, I've always enjoyed going fishing with my dad. Uh, we used to play soccer with my dad. Like anything physical, my, we would do it with my dad. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, yeah. Now, now with my mom, I, I had a, I have a good relationship with my mom. It's just um, with my mom, it's just, it's just a little bit different. Um, I don't know how to explain it really. Like, but I feel like that that's a thing. You know, you said that I'm more of of a mommy's girl, and then you know, there's that side where I'm where i'm attached to my dad as well right but you have that i feel with your parents because you have that that experience that you've had with your dad when you were a kid but like how you are now as an adult 
you have that different relationship with your mom than you did when you were a kid mm -hmm. right so you have like an equal i guess you could say a balance between how things were and how things are and you're you have the i don't know how you, like those special moments with both of them and it's not like you're just more with one and and not with the other yeah like my mom's complaint to me when I, like when i was growing up was she always said that i don't know if she said it as uh, if she was joking or or whatever but she always used to say that i used to love my dad more than i loved her right mm -hmm. so w w growing up i would hear that and i kind of had used to uh try to show my mom more love i guess you can say like not like you know trying to kiss up to her kind of thing like more like uh just showing her that i loved her kind mm -hmm. of thing right like um when my dad has gone away uh i've always tried to like be there so she's not um by herself anymore um but yeah like we our our parents are both in different i guess stages of their lives i guess you can say right like like my parents right now are more leaning towards retirement whereas your dad your dad specifically is, still has a couple of years a lot more years than my, than my dad for, for to say right like mm -hmm. and like they're both grandparents now but they're in different stages i guess because my parents are obviously older right mm -hmm. like um how do you feel about like like looking um how your how much your your parents have put into all the work they've put into in church how do you feel like that's affected them you know what i mean you know what yeah. i'm trying to say like what do you mean like physically or physically, like in the relationship with the family physically relationship with the family in every in every aspect like do you think um, it's taking a toll a little bit i think a lot on my dad because you obviously know he he doesn't just do work at church just like you know like prayer groups and um enseñanzas and all that stuff he he works like physically working as well like not necessarily in, in this church but he's done it in other churches and it's obviously taken its toll on his body right not just that but obviously the work he does outside of that but um i think as his children it has affected us but in a way it's affected us all differently i wouldn't say we all got the same outcome from the work that my parents did at church mm. right because um you see me and i'm at church and i'm i'm trying to do what i can to to help at church and to work and it's because you know i saw the work that my parents did and and it's something that we should strive to do as christians right um but there's other people who who you know have that strain on the relationship where it's like okay you chose god over me or you chose church over me mm. or you chose los hermanos over me um so okay you know what uh, i don't feel like going anymore or i don't feel like serving god you know or it's not the time or i don't feel i don't feel it in my heart to be doing all that stuff so like i guess everyone has a different outcome with everything that happens with their parents right mm -hmm. Um, but, um, I wouldn't really be able to speak on my mom's behalf or my dad's behalf with their marriage, right? Mm. But, but I could definitely see that, that sometimes it did take its toll on them, right? And, yeah. and that's when you have to, um, try to stay strong in God 
right? And find refuge in him and, and let him guide the way because obviously if you're doing it for God, everything's going to turn out all right, right? But, you know, I don't know about your parents because I've heard stories too, but... Yeah, like like I said earlier, like I did feel sometimes my dad would prioritize um, uh, church and church people more than his own family, which in looking back now, I, I can understand... Like I can see his 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 perspective, um, how it's his responsibility to kind of be there for for the flock and all that stuff, right? Um, it was difficult because, like, obviously we we kind of talked on like the crazy teenage years, right? Like yeah. we all go through our our crazy stages of a rebellion and everything, and like me me speaking on my on my on my past right like it was hard because uh as a pastor's kid you're kind of put into a, a certain bubble where people expect you to act a certain way and you want to kind of live that life but you're you're kind of finding your own way right so it's difficult because you have like that people kind of criticizing you for it mm-hmm. or kind of like why aren't you like your dad kind of thing where I guess that's really difficult where you're trying to fill these these shoes that you know you can't really compete with, right? Because, like, yeah. me and my dad are two different people, right? I have I have my way of thinking, and he has his way of thinking, and he has his way to reacting to certain situations, and I have my way of reacting to certain situations where it becomes a little difficult to uh, manage those things. And, uh, like, speaking on relationships... I know it, it 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 was a strain for for my mother because sometimes my dad would go out in his in his uh, retiros and he would be gone for like a week or two and she had four young children and where that's not same with your mom right obviously mm-hmm. where it's, it's not it's not easy for 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 them to be there twenty four seven and to have no help kind of thing right yeah. even though obviously like our grandmas were there to help and you know they had a little bit of help but it's not the same when it's when it's the dad when the dad's not there right yeah and that's not to say that like we had absent fathers it's just they understood that sometimes the work that you have to do for god is is important and yeah. you have to do it and you kind of you know that's how you show your love for god right yeah um, and that that kind of goes back to the last episode that you had with <laughs> because you guys are talking about having a relationship like uh with a girl or with mm. a guy you know that isn't walking in god's ways and th- that's kind of the problem that arises for the most part when there is a christian girl or a christian guy that's trying to serve god but then there's someone in their life who who doesn't have that same passion and who doesn't have that same love towards god you know or doesn't even um acknowledge who god is right so when when they want to feel prioritized and you don't want to um stray away from god then those tensions those problems start coming up right so then there's like you were saying right you're you're very different from your dad and you're expected to live up to what he was as a pastor yeah but um there's the outcome that you had and then there's also the outcomes that your siblings have had right yeah so like each one of you took their your own roads your own paths and wherever that's led you you know like it's it's something that um 
I don't know. I don't know how to put it in words. Like what I was telling you, like with with my dad, you know, it's um the work that he's that he did. It led me here to where I am right now, trying to work and trying to seek God and trying to be better as a Christian um and as a Christian wife and a Christian mom. Um, but not everyone finds their way, and if they do, mm. it's it's a very difficult way, right? Yeah. Kind of transitioning, like, we should get a girl's point point of view, right? Because obviously, like, guys think differently than girls in certain situations. Now my question to you would be, um, can a Christian person date a non-Christian? Like, I'm asking you, like, do you think, what would be your advice to someone? Mine would just be straight out no. Yeah. No, because I, I've seen it, right? And more often than not the person who isn't christian tends to to drive the christian away from church Mm -hmm. you know and not just church from god and that's the biggest mistake because then they come on and they start um having a new life with this person they have kids and whatever and then the kids got dragged along into it right and if you were raised in a christian home you are a christian and you know that god our god is the one and only and then you you after you forget about it you know and then you prefer this one person over god Mm. and then for the most part those end up being homes that are destroyed Mm -hmm. you know divorces and kids end up having two homes having stepmoms having stepdads and honestly like it feels like it's unfortunate because the kids are the ones paying the consequences when they haven't asked for it, right? Yeah, and, like, I guess we can both speak on, like, we both have been in um, relationships with non-Christian people, right? And, yep. you know, it's, uh, I don't know about you, right? But I can obviously see through the the fakeness. So, you know, someone's, like, last week we I spoke on how when you're dating a non-Christian in the beginning, they'll be like, yeah, I want to go to church with you because they're trying to please you, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not a, a genuine, uh, I want to go to church kind of thing or I want to seek God kind of thing, right? So obviously in the beginning, everything is beautiful. Everything, you're trying to please this the person. But once you it's, you take that next step, I guess you can say, and it becomes really serious and it becomes like, it can become a marriage. Now you're starting to see the 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 true colors of the person and you can see that this person doesn't really want to go to church anymore. This person doesn't really believe in God anymore or ever. Mm-hmm. And they were just doing it to, to make you happy kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Cause you know, obviously like in the beginning stages of a relationship, you're just trying to show someone your best, the best version of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I know I was, I, I, were you? Um, <laughs> I don't know because like, like I was I was trying to be myself but like you know I'm a lot more quiet I'm a lot more shy around people that that I'm not around all the time so like I couldn't really show the best of me if that makes sense Yeah like <laughs> Like okay for example for what you said to to what's it called to prove your point I guess you could say uh, when we were dating, I said I would never give you attitude, mm. right? And, <laughs> and so you can say now that that obviously that wasn't true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we said a lot of things when we were dating that now have 
Like, it's been different, obviously. Um, but, like, a, a relationship... Marriage marriage is marriage different changes. than than dating. Yeah. So, I, the that's the biggest thing. Like, you need to... Like, if you're in that in that um, process right now of your relationship is starting to be is is evolving to it's going to become a marriage um everything changes right mm -hmm. like in in every aspect like once you start living with someone everything is different um so like yeah like we had a lot of hurdles in our in the beginning stages of our relationship obviously and um it it, it Sometimes it was very difficult, right? Like, because we only saw each other every two weeks, right? Yeah. And it was for, like, four or five hours at most. Yeah, the most five hours. Yeah, because you would get out of church at, like, what? One? Mm, yeah, like, one or two, I think. One or two. Then you would get ready, and then I had to go pick you up, and it's three o'clock. And then you had to be home by, like, 8.30 or 9. Mm-hmm. So it's not a lot of time every two weeks. So that obviously that took a little bit of a strain on us. Um, but but it, I feel like, I don't know about you, but to me, it makes me appreciate more the, mm -hmm. the time we do get together. Because I don't know if you remember during COVID, a lot of people, like specifically people who are married, were saying how, oh, that they couldn't take being at home <laughs> with their spouses, you know, and with their kids 24-7. Like, oh, my gosh, it was too much. They needed their space. And, yeah. like, to me, honestly, it felt it felt nice having you home. And, like, when you took off the time when the kids were born, like, to me, it wasn't driving me crazy that you no. were home all the time. It wasn't driving me crazy that um we were always in the same room together and everything like to me it, it was something that i appreciate and still do <laughs> yeah i love spending like you know i'm i've become such a homebody like i don't like going out very often you do though and that's where things have changed a little bit right because like i would prefer to stay home but you like to go out because you're obviously you're always home right you're yes. a, you're a housewife and uh stay at home mom mm -hmm. so it's a little difficult it's a little and i'm trying to understand it too right like that's not to say like i don't understand i'm, I'm trying to because for me it's different because like obviously i go out and i go to to, to work obviously right and But, you and at work you still socialize you know oh yeah you I see new people or um you talk to different people and you go to the gym and everything so you get a chance to actually like go out and be on your own or whatever or do something that you like, right? Mm. Whereas, like, are not, you saying you not, don't like staying at home? No, with the kids? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, and you know I do. It's just like when I do want to go out, you know that I always take the kids with me, and the I think literally only there's only been three times where I've gone out without any of you guys. No, you've gone out like two times in the last couple months by yourself. Twice to do my nails and once to do my hair. Yeah, but mm -hmm. you've gone out like when it was just a boy. Like, you you went out a couple times as well. When? I can't recall right now. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it does change. It does not to say like to the listeners like, oh, this guy's not letting her go out kind of thing. Like no. I do let her. I, I okay. I don't want to <laughs> say I let her. If she wants to, I always tell her if she wants to go out, she can. It's just sometimes you don't like doing stuff by yourself per se, right? No, 
Well, not just by myself, just like not for myself, you know. If yeah. if I want to go just walk around the mall, I don't want to go by myself to walk around the mall. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't go I don't I don't go out though by myself either though. I've probably only gone out like with friends once since the kid have, kids have been born. Yeah. So, as you can see like I'm it's not like I'm going out like no, but but that's the one thing that you do for yourself is go to the gym. Yeah, I go to the gym. Yeah. But, you know, like, but, I told her, like, if she wants to go to the gym, she can go, but she never wants to go, so. No, because I'm lazy. <laughs> no, you're not lazy. It's just, you're not lazy. I it's don't just, have the energy to do it anymore. Yeah. Like, I was telling some guy, like, I saw my friend at, at the gym today, mm -hmm. and he was like, oh, uh, you should come out and, and play basketball tomorrow. And I'm like, what time are you going? He's like, oh, like around seven. And he stops. And he's like, oh, wait, I forgot your dad now. I'm like, yeah, I really got to think about it. If I want to like go out and do something like I don't go out and do stuff. No, I don't like going out now without like you and the kids. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like we haven't had a date night. And I guess a lot of people would criticize us. They always say you guys should have a date night kind of thing. But like mm -hmm. we kind of have our date nights when they're asleep. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we watch movies and everything. We sit together. We talk. We talk. Yeah. We snack. Yeah, we snack a <laughs> <Sometimes>. lot. <laughs> um But it's just like I guess it, we kind of transitioned into relationships, right? Like Yeah. How, what were your feelings like towards our relationship when it was like kind of new? Like how did you feel about that? Like what do you mean? Like, like did I like you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you think we had a good relationship? Um, I thought we did. Yeah. Did yeah. you think there was anything like that I could do differently back then? Um, not really. We like you said, we didn't really see each other. So the most talking we ever got was through texting or phone calls, and phone calls were really rare. Rare. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but it's funny because you you mentioned like your dad's uh speech i guess you can say at our wedding right yeah what did you say he said that he said he admired your patience <laughs> yeah so like because her, her dad was obviously like he had bad experiences from previous my past relationships. past relationships <laughs> so he kind of like he was skeptical about me i guess you can say when i kind of like just showed up because it's funny how... I told you, though. I had told you before yeah. before you said you wanted to, to start dating. Yeah, she did warn me, right? But it's not like... it's like, Can you really be prepared for no, something like that? you can't. So it's like, yeah. Because, like, me, I always thought, like... Like, I had, like, people coming up to me and saying, like, Oh, we, I want you to date my daughter or whatever. So I felt like... Like, I, I know it's going to catch. No, like, yeah, it sounds a little like full of myself, but like, I thought, like, I'm a Christian man. Like, I, I love God. Uh, like, who wouldn't want their daughter to date a Christian man, right? That's mm -hmm. the way I was thinking it, right? So then when we kind of like started our relationship, I obviously had to go to, um, I had to go to your parents' house and um, ask for permission. And that was like kind of a little nerve wracking, right? Because I hadn't really been in that situation before, mm -hmm. and I remember I was really nervous, and you were nervous too, right? Oh yeah. So it's so like <laughs> I, I, we sat at the table, like, and I took my parents because I kind of wanted someone there to be 
someone there to kind of break the ice and the tension, right? Because I didn't want to show up and then him kind of close the door in my face. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, oh, I'm going to take my parents because they knew your parents. And my dad, I know my dad can break the ice. Um, but it was it was, it was was awkward because, like, we didn't get a yes no. right in the moment. I it, think it took two months. Yeah, it took a while. So, and we had to wait the whole time. We couldn't see each other. And uh, he kind of gave him because, like, I guess he had no choice, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said, right? Yeah, he was, he pretty much was like, well, if I say no, you're just going to date him anyway. So he's like, yeah, you can date him. <laughs> you guys can date <laughs> So, like, we, our first date, we were already boyfriend and girlfriend. Yep. Our first date. Because we, like, you were trying to, like, the the way we kind of, like, were going at it was, like, you were learning piano. And my sister was teaching you piano. Yeah. And your brother was uh, learning bass. And I was teaching him bass. Yeah. So that's how we were kind of, like, we were able to see each other, I guess you could say, right? Mm-hmm. And then from then on, it, like, obviously grew to something else. Um, But then, like, we did it for three years. And then we got married, right? Three, yes. four. Um, I think three. it was close to four. It was close. It was closer to four because we're almost have four years of marriage. Oh no, no. It was three. It was three years, yeah. Well, actually, it was closer to four because we our anniversary was in October, mm-hmm. and we got married in June. So we were close to four. Yeah, but we started dating in twenty sixteen. And we got married in 2019. 2019. Yeah. So three years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And yeah. we're going to have four years of marriage. Yeah. In Very June. soon. Very soon, actually. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should have waited for our anniversary to do this episode. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> now, that th- now that I think about it. Um, Probably. How do you feel our our marriage and our relationship has evolved? Um, I feel like, I feel like it evolved really quickly, considering Mm -hmm. that we didn't see each other all the time, and then we started living together, obviously, right? Um, Living as married. Yeah, obviously, married. (laughs) (laughs) We're Christians, so yeah, (laughs) we got married first. Um, But yeah, uh, in a good way, though, because... Um, I remember when we first started, we we were talking a lot about, oh, communication, communication, you know, but it wasn't, the communication wasn't really there, mm. you know, and then obviously stuff happened and then there's, you know, those rough patches and everything or when my grandpa passed away and mm. then your grandma passed away. So like then like the connections start growing and and it's definitely a different kind of love from the love that I feel I had for you when we were dating, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so it's not the same, like, you as my husband and then you as the father of my kids than it was when you were just my boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, because we did, um, like, we got married, and then, what was it, like, four months after we got married, your grandpa passed away? Something like that. Four months, and then... Like, four months after your grandpa passed away, my grandma passed away. Right? In a span um, of less than a year, 
we lost two loved ones in our family which was very hard right because when you're going like when you're in like a brand new marriage it's uh when you start going through stuff like that is where where your love and and i guess patience is tested right because um like i didn't react very well to my grandma's passing and your your grandpa's kind of like it just happened out of nowhere right yeah like he got cancer and then it was like a few months later he was gone yeah and it was like super advanced cancer yeah um and my grandma was all of a sudden as well like she from one day to the next yeah she she went to bed and i guess never woke up after that yeah um but yeah like you're going to go through your your ups and your downs uh, in a relationship in a marriage right and it's just on us really to to keep fighting to stay together and to work through those things together right mm-hmm. um because well how do you think our relationship has evolved well our our, our relationship has changed a lot actually cuz um obviously when you're like dating it's not it's different right cuz you're not around each other as often so you're we not weren't. no we weren't but but there's other relationships that do right yeah i guess but you're not noticing like small little details from that you were bef- that i guess does that make sense sense um i i feel like for us yes but for other people yeah but we can, we can only speak on ourselves right yeah yeah okay so like me personally like i notice little things now from about you that I didn't notice when we were dating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and obviously, there's stuff about me that you notice now that you didn't notice when we were dating as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, life changes even more when you have kids. Yeah. Like, I remember when our daughter was born, we would fight to see who was going to put the, the boy to sleep. <laughs> Not fight, but like you know try to compete compete to see who who was gonna put the baby the 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 boy to sleep because he was the easier one to put to sleep than the girl yeah because the girl she was crying and whatever um that's what that's one thing that uh, that makes me laugh looking back on it now right because (laughs) like i took uh i took three months off work i think three months yeah three i took three months off work so i was always home and i was trying to help her as much as i can right and like as as the man, you always try to make these like kind of like manly quote unquote decisions. And I remember when you were when you went into labor, I told you that I was gonna stay up all night with the baby. That way you can get some rest. And I in like a matter in a span of forty eight hours, I think I had like two hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. And I was exhausted. And you were like, I told you not to do that, and I did it anyways, right? So I kind of had to learn from that situation and just to see like how. Um, what not to do kind of thing yeah. right because <laughs> yeah. like it was a bad idea like with our daughter she was been different than our son from in every aspect yeah. and like how would you say kids have changed our relationship um like that that dependence that they have on us you know because um i think i heard you talking on the other podcast on the other episode, sorry, about how we can't just spontaneously get up and go, you know. And when we would visit people, we would stay up, like, what, till 1, 
one in the morning sometimes we'd come home and then we could sleep in the next day and it wasn't a problem and now it's like we go visit people and then it's like seven seven thirty and we're like oh okay it's getting late we gotta go mm. and everyone's always like but why you know it's so early and i'm like yeah sure to everyone else it's early but we have kids that have a routine and um, very specific routine for sleep and when they don't sleep then we're the ones paying the consequences later right yeah like for the grandparents i guess so it's just a little harder right because they want them to be there for a long time and yeah. like you're talking about how we couldn't be out like i remember one time we were at your parents house till like two or three o'clock in the morning yeah and like i know for them it was kind of a harder transition like once the kids came right because this like you said like seven seven thirty it's okay it's time to go like your dad would be like oh it's so early it's so early like even last time we were there i think two weeks ago mm-hmm. it was nine o'clock and i'm like oh we need to go they're like why i'm like because it's late yeah <laughs> the kids haven't slept and you know like yeah your dad's like it's still early it's like nah like or like even for new year's new year's yeah well like the first year we were together i was already pregnant but we we were out for new year's mm-hmm. right we were not home and we were able to stay out past midnight because we didn't have kids. Yeah. But now it's like we have to try to do New Year's at our place with the family that that can come and and try to figure out a way to, you know, work around that schedule for our kids because if we go out we we can't stay past midnight. Yeah. Right? So we'll we'll just be spending New or, Year's by ourselves. Or even stay up stay till midnight. No, cuz we stay we stay we have stayed up past midnight. We have, like I'm saying, like if we go out, we can't stay. Oh till no, midnight. no, no, no! That's like, what I'm saying. That's like that's not even an option. Like no, we have to be out. At the latest, I think the latest we've ever kept our son up is till ten thirty. I think. Yeah. That's the latest, and and then our daughter is obviously still too small. Yeah. Where she can sleep anywhere, really, but. Um, yeah, like relationships do evolve and relationships do change. And uh I I think it would be difficult if you weren't if you weren't Christian, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? it's, it it'd be a lot more difficult because you're trying to raise your kids a certain way, right? So you mm-hmm. you you take what you think worked with from our parents and you try to put your own spit on it kind of thing right yeah like i love the idea of like sitting my kids down and teaching them the bible every single day right mm-hmm. is it gonna happen i don't know but i like the idea mm-hmm. um you're, you're you've kind of had to experience like like you know saturdays are my busiest days right mm-hmm. like we record the podcast that now that you're a part of the group but before when i had to go to practice i'd be at church from like three till nine o'clock mm-hmm. right so i'd be gone basically the whole day not spending time on with the kids and with yourself mm-hmm. so do you feel that's difficult or, or are you more understanding on it um i i do understand it but yeah i, I see why sometimes it does bring problems you know because like i said saturdays before with your regular job right saturdays and sundays are the only days that you get like close to a full day being with us and like the kids and me right but now that with your new work schedule you have fridays so i feel like 
the the Fridays on the afternoons when you come home, it compensates for the Saturdays that we don't see you anymore, right? Or that we don't get to spend time with you. Because like you said, you have you you wake up, you go to the gym, then you have the podcast, and then when you said there's practice, there's practice from three till until after church. So like even if we are at church together, we're not really together together. We're not yeah. spending time together. So um yeah it it can it can get a little difficult but um i do feel like i try to be as understanding as possible i don't know how you feel how i've taken it um i feel like you've taken it well like like yeah obviously i got blessed with a a new job where i have i have my fridays now and i try to compensate my fridays with like telling you like oh let's go to the mall or let's take them to the pool or the splash pad or Mm -hmm. the park or whatever Uh, i try to compensate for the lack of saturdays where i can't really spend as much time with with you guys as i I would love to right Mm -hmm. um because you know i love spending time with you and the kids right like i'd rather do that than anything else really um but i i I guess you can see God's testing like my my want to serve him kind of thing, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like we talk about wanting to serve God, but wanting to serve God comes with a with sacrifice, whether that be your time or your money or whatever. So now you're seeing it as well, right? Cuz now yeah. you're a part of the the worship team at church and how how much time it takes like practice and being at church for an extended period of time right mm-hmm. and you've done your fair share of of work at church as well right like you do the 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 programmas at church you've done work on the computer and editing as well so there's a lot of work right and you've done like physical work at church as well like the one year like what? Like the one year where we had to go shovel snow. Do you remember that with your brother? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was um, freezing. You've done like we 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 uh, we paved the the parking lot at the church as well. That was me, you, your mom, and your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was actually before we were married. Yeah. We were boyfriend and girlfriend then. Yeah, we're still dating. Um, so it's like there's sacrifices that we need to do sometimes it does take its toll on on the family and we have to kind of like learn to accept that right because god's going to call us to do uh our job and the job is time consuming right and it's difficult but the bible does say uh, okay, padre y madre me abandonen. He is always going to be there, right? Mm-hmm. In other words, your family might abandon you for your work, for your work with God. So you kind of have to like, kind of teach our like our jobs as parents, right? Is to che- teach the kids that their love and their work should always be more important to God than anything else, mm-hmm. right? Especially in, in, in the day and age that we're living in now, right? Where we're seeing kids being indoctrinated with, with uh, different ideologies and different ways of thinking, mm-hmm. and it's difficult as a parent, right, to try to stay true to, 
uh, teach your kids between right and wrong. And it's important for us, like you, as a mother, me as a father, to teach our kids that Jesus is is the only way. Mm-hmm. And we have to stay true to that, right? Would yeah. you agree to that? Yes. Do you have anything to say about that? <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, um, like, when we were starting the podcast, you asked me what, if I remember what my prayers were as a kid. Mm-hmm. So... How about you? What were your prayers as a kid versus what your prayers are now? My prayers as a kid, I always wanted to... I didn't pray a lot, if I'm being honest. Um, but I always I always felt the need that uh, God wanted me to be a family man. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be... Uh, I eventually wanted to be a dad and I wanted to be a husband. So my prayers were were that. And nothing more, really, because I I always had this like when I was a when I was a kid I always had this fear about being like fully invested in church. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. A fear. A fear. Yeah, I was scared because I was like, I didn't know if I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense. Like, cause like I I got so many prophecies when I was a kid. And I would hear that, and I felt like it was like an added pressure kind of thing. Mm. And I wanted to find my own way in in God and not do it because so-and-so said this or so-and-so said that, right? I wanted to do it because I felt like I wanted to do it and God was calling me to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, And How about now? How about now? My prayer? Mm -hmm. My prayer right now is... Well, I don't know. if Should I say it? Why not? <laughs> I don't know because I feel like sometimes s- certain things can be personal, right? All right, I'm okay. gonna say, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I think my prayer right now is to to be um, for God to to show me the way what He specifically wants me to do, mm-hmm. like my job, our job as a family. What our job is in church, whether he wants us to continue to always be where we are now or if he's going to call us somewhere else or go around the world or I don't know what the case because I know what my calling is. Right. I want to I want to start working in in that. Yeah. Right. So my prayer right now is for God to make that happen. Also, you are in my prayers and the kids, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Like to for you and I to have a stronger relationship and, and to keep following Christ and to keep preaching his word, right? Like cause what I want, I want you to preach eventually, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've always told you that, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's a it's a big step that you agreed to do to to do the podcast, right? Because whether you want to admit it or not, you're, you're kind of preaching, right? And my prayer is for my kids obviously our kids yeah like i want my son and my daughter to work and i know the the world we live in is such a difficult world in the sense that we live in such a quote-unquote progressive nation and the the things that they're teaching the kids in schools it's dangerous right mm-hmm. for kids yeah. um not just dangerous but wrong wrong yeah. Like in every sense of the word. Yeah. In every sense of the word. Yeah, I think 
gonna get a little bit more deeper, but I think we should we should end this. Yeah. Um, do you have any final words and anything you want to say before we end it? No, I think I'm good. <laughs> you don't want to say anything? No, like what? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the one asking if I don't want to say anything. Well, because I, like I, I feel like I I don't want to talk more than I should, right? No. Um. Okay. So I guess we'll end it here. Um. Final mm-hmm. final thoughts, I guess, or um, to uh, I know that's kind of like two episodes in a row, just talking about um, relationships and fundamentals and all that stuff. Um, I guess I guess like what I said in the first episode, like to my people that are still single out there and they're seeking their spouse. Um, the only advice I can really give these people is pray on it right i prayed on it i know you prayed on it and pray on it and god will respond just always keep in mind like the answer you get isn't always the answer you want Mm -hmm. but it's on us to trust in him to know that he knows what he's doing and he's in control yeah right yeah and Everything else has a way of working itself out. And to keep true to ourselves, to keep true to God, and put Him as our center of our world, right? Yeah. And put Him first. Always. With that, we want to thank you for listening. We will be recording a pod, another one tomorrow. You're not going to be in it, obviously. No, not me. <laughs> but hopefully it's not the last time, right? Yeah, we'll Ho- see. <laughs> hopefully you can be on it again. And tomorrow is going to be a special and a special one too because we have uh, a special guest coming on as well. And we... you, you going to say bye? <laughs> At least. Yeah, yeah. bye. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening and thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. thank you again god bless you and we will see or we will we will see you on our next episode god bless you everybody